Welcome to Brand Lover, honest, real, and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. Huge warm welcome to Lisa Byrne, an internationally award-winning marketer, course creator, podcaster, and mentor with over 21 years' experience in marketing. Lisa teaches female product-based business owners how to focus on the right things instead of doing all the things, which I'm just loving because I'm so about that as well. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Talking brand, oh, it's my favourite thing to talk about. You get to do it all day long. I do too, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> in a different kind of way. Um, you know, yeah, I just, I'm already, We, um, Lisa and I were chatting pri- prior to recording and I'm already nerding out. I'm so excited to share uh, her with you. But first <laughs> of all, um, let's hear about you. Let's hear about Lisa. Tell us a little bit about you. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm a mum of two. They've grown so fast. I can't believe there are seven and five. Um, I'm on the central coast of New South Wales after we did a sea change about seven years ago. I've been doing marketing literally since the day I left high school. Mm -hmm. So that's why I've racked up so many years. I think it's more like 22 years now, which is insane. Um, (laughs) I started my career as um, in marketing, obviously, but in TV. So very, very different landscape. Yeah. So I started in kids TV, actually radio before that, and then moved to um, like SBS and BBC in London and Fox 8 and Arena here in Australia. So I've kind of I've, I've worked on some really big brands with big budgets and you yeah. learn a lot. Um, and then after I had my first baby, I knew I, like so many mums, I think I'm preaching to the choir here that, <laughs> you know, realise you can't maintain that level of like corporate steam if you still want to be like, a, you know, a mum that isn't super, super stressed out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with some prod in from my partner and a friend who was, who had also just had a baby and she had a business, I was like, hang on a second, I can do this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I started my business when I had two under two, which was not recommendable. But um, <laughs> why not? So, why not? But <laughs> to be honest, I hear he's from so many women with product-based businesses that are like, I had a baby so I decided to start a business. It, it mm-hmm. just, there's something happens in that um, fourth trimester or even in the first year that mm-hmm. women have this spark of creativity or they see the world in a completely different light and the values change. So yeah. anyway, that's mm-hmm. kind of what happened with me. And um, I fell into e-commerce because I love products. And back in 2017, more women were starting their businesses. There was a there was a boom in service-based businesses, but slowly, and I was probably the first in Australia to work with e-commerce, mm-hmm. but slowly there was more e-commerce businesses being mm-hmm. launched. And then we had the explosion of COVID early 2020, where everybody started not only shopping online, but starting businesses because they wanted to work from home. Yeah. So I've been riding this wonderful wave of 
e-commerce growth and helping female founders specifically in the first like zero to 10 years of their business. Um, And I help them focus on their brand and marketing foundations, which I'm really big on. If anyone's heard me babble on about anything, they've probably heard me talk about foundations and focusing on a very small um, collection of things with their marketing and, and, and also organic marketing. So I don't touch paid advertising. I leave that Mm -hmm. to the experts. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I focus on helping women get results by working less and ideally not spending all their cash on ads before they're ready. Yeah. So, yeah. So building the brand is a huge building the brand yeah 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 and you know the brand changes and what we refer to brand and branding changes as your business grows like you know at at the very start you might just DIY your brand and and that's totally okay uh and you know in a couple of years you might refresh again and change direction and and that's totally okay too um the visual part of it for me is almost the end step Whereas it's the, yeah, it's the, um, it's the nitty gritty and like the direction and the positioning and the why and the thought Mm. and the vision that is the hard stuff that I think, and you would know this, that many women leapfrog because it is hard and they want to go into the pretty stuff and the pretty stuff is fun and creative and women are amazingly creative creatures um but the the thinking and the okay why am I doing this what do I want to be in the world who am I serving Mm. um what are my values what am what what am I not as well you know Mm -hmm. we don't want to be everything so all that stuff is what I refer to as the brand foundations and yeah you know in my course and in my work with women I spend a lot of time there and you may be a million dollar business or you may be a a $1,000 a month business. You've still got to refine and define those foundations over and over again. It's not a one and done thing either. Yeah. And do you think that a lot of women skip over that part simply because it feels it's hard because they don't know the right questions to ask themselves? Totally, totally. It is hard. Um, And that's exactly it. They don't know the questions to ask themselves. And when they do have the questions, they always have the answers within, which is this crazy thing. We just aren't listening to our true instinct and desires and the change that we want to be because people think, well, I can't say that because that's just way too bold or Mm. I'm not an expert in, you know, clothing design. So I can't say this or that, you know there's a lot of reasons why we do skip that because it's hard and we haven't done it before. We're not trusting what we really want to say Mm. and we don't believe in ourselves because we've been conditioned not to like be loud and be bold and be confident. We're we're just not, that's, you know, that's what men are really good at. Women are you know more quiet and more reserved. And that comes out in our businesses, all that kind of like invisible barriers that's coming out in all of our work. And, it, and like I said before, it's whether you're at day dot or you're seven years down the track, you still have all this stuff that you need to work through for yourself as the founder, but also for your brand. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a rinse and repeat process, isn't it? Like it, you're, this process of branding 
say, let's call it brand foundations. Mm -hmm. So important to do it initially because then you've got like the baseline, right? But Mm -hmm. then what happens in a couple of years time when your business is evolving, you're adding different products or services, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like I've seen it so many times because I work a lot with clients who are rebranding, who are sort of in that next phase. Um, to go through that process again is just even more clarifying. And it's like, it just prepares your business for that next transition, like for that next stage of growth. Do you agree? Yeah, totally. And and there's no shame in changing direction either. Like I feel yeah. that's one thing that as a coach, I have to sort of give permission to do is like, well, that sometimes when when we get stuck in our business or it becomes stagnant, it's a reflection on how we actually feel about what we're doing. Like it mm. may not be aligned with you anymore. Maybe you don't want to sell baby products anymore. Maybe you you want to shift towards something else. Like you don't have to hold on to what you've got mm. to move forward. You can you can change. Yeah. Um, but yes, the whole rebranding um, process. Yeah. It. I mean, what would you say? It's probably like a a two-year thing, maybe a three-year thing, not not like a complete rebrand, but I find mm. most clients like, okay, I've got itchy feet. Yeah. Something yes. has changed. Um, and like I often push back. I was like, okay, are we rebrand? Do you want to rebrand because you're bored mm. or you think you um, need to change things or is it a true need right now? Yeah. Because I don't know if you see this, but and my my coach as well, she talks about, it's like, you know, when things get too easy or too comfortable, we want to burn it down. Like yeah. we make yeah, it hard it's like, for ourselves. It's like, we feel like things should be challenging all the time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, that's probably where you're just finding your groove is when things do feel easy and, and, um, and natural. So mm. Maybe you don't need that rebrand, but yeah, no, it's an interesting thing. Brand brings up so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I didn't even mean the conversation to flow this way, but it just naturally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, yeah, it's entwined. Yeah. It, oh, absolutely. I mean, for me, and I know that, I mean, I'm, I'm in branding it's I'm immersed in it every day, but for me, like your brand is everything. It governs everything that you do in your marketing. And it's such a like important guide. It's like this inner light of your whole business. And if it's if it's not shining properly or if it's in misalignment, the light bulb socket's not quite in properly, mm. impact every all those messages that you're putting out through your marketing channels, right? Yeah, totally. That's why yeah. I love it. That's why I think it's so important. But yes, I would love to know, just heading back, backtracking a little bit about you. I would love to know mm. why you chose e-commerce because clearly you have this like incredible wealth of experience. You could have done anything really. You you show any topic. Sounds like you've had, you know, done lots of things, which is amazing and exciting. So why was it e-commerce? Oh, um. Look, I, I tried on, like in air, air quotations, I tried on different niches when, when I first started my business. Like I I did work with services for a little while. Mm. It just didn't light me up. Yeah. And at the time there was a lot of people working in services and I kept on having conversations, many conversations in real life, like with um, women in my local area that had homewares business, fashion businesses, Mm. handbag businesses, 
they kept on coming into my orbit. Um, I worked with a few um, product-based businesses online and I just loved it. Mm. And no one was catering to these women. You know, they were joining courses and listening to podcasts that was geared towards surface-based businesses. Mm. And, and that that just completely different kettle of fish. So, yeah, I, I fell into it naturally but also very intentionally that I wanted to take my big brand thinking and wrap it up and give it in a give it in a simple way to women that have in the first few years of their businesses that with no experience of marketing that weren't being catered to mm-hmm. so that's kind of where it started and and now it's a probably a different kettle of fish because there's more people catering to e-commerce businesses which is great um, and also that there's more women with e-commerce businesses. So it's it's an exciting category to be in. Yeah, I feel like we're living in a really exciting time just for women in general, particularly yeah. in our country. Um, so much yes. to be grateful for. Um, and I just feel like we have this opportunity to really, yeah, to just pave a new way forward of how motherhood and business can look because not really been defined yet and I'm really excited by that and I'm excited to always you know chat with people like yourself who've sort of had a similar journey and find um I guess um renewed inspiration in that you know because you're not doing it alone there's lots of other women who are doing similar things um feeling maybe like a little bit off kilter because none of their friends are doing it but there are so many of us and it's so exciting um so give us a little snapshot about what it looked like to start this coaching business with two under two guess reality is often different you know you're how many years into your business Oh, I probably six now. Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of heading into six as well. I did what, like I had a freelance graphic design business before I had my kids. So I was working at home already. I'd sort of like said goodbye to the corporate world fairly quickly. Good. <laughs> after finishing it, like, okay, bye. That's not for me. Um, but it worked yeah. really. Anyway, so this iteration is five years and it looks so different to when I started. Um, like I've got four kids. Um, my youngest. You've got four kids. Yeah. And my littlest. I So um, it was a lot like, and it, but it was a slow, like it was, it started slow. So I would like to sort of just, you know, just that whole comparisonitis of start when you're starting oh, yeah. out thinking that you have to be, you know, so far ahead to be competing in a market, but you don't, you just have to start where you are. So I'd love to hear how it worked for you. How did you make it work? as a young mum. Yes. And and first of all, four kids, honestly, hats off to you. Like that is <laughs> so impressive. I don't wow, know how you thank do it. You. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> two is two is more than enough for me. Um <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I mean I started and I got a coach straight away. So um, I definitely invested in my in myself and my growth way before I was ready, like way before, mm. um, because I I knew that I was undercharging, over-delivering, and I wasn't in my genius. Like at the, when I first started out, I started doing, um, started as social media, so doing social media oh, content okay. yep. like everybody else. Yeah. Um, but I knew I was so much more than that because my genius is strategy and direction and, and actually coaching. Yeah. So yeah, I invested in a coach straight off the bat, like when I was not earning very much at all. And she taught me so much about, um, you know, self-worth, self-belief, 
finding your niche, sticking to one thing and getting really good at one thing, but also knowing your customer inside out. Like I, I, I did over like a hundred interviews, a hundred discovery calls, like 45 minute discovery calls with potential clients or potential um, uh, target audiences just to understand like what they were working on, what they were experiencing. And that taught me so much. And it was a slow, slow process. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about like comparisonitis and thinking you need to be big and when you're not ready and da, da, mm-hmm. like it was unlearning all that masculine sort of uh, energy that I'd been working in corporate world in, like get it fast, be successful, win the awards, you know, be the best of the best. Like that's what the life I was living. And then she was um, really incredible in, in helping me unlearn all that and go slow, 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 slow. And I am a big believer in in slow and steady like being having a stable business is very sexy mm-hmm. you know it 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 doesn't have to be all guns blazing highs and thrilling low you know thrilling highs and big cash windfalls like actually we want a nice steady stable profitable business one that feels good one that um, allows us to be mum and be calm and you yeah. know being a calm business owner is also incredibly successful. Like it depends on what your level of success is. But so that's kind of how I started out. And um, I did maybe three or four years of one-on-one coaching, which was awesome Um, because I got to work like literally in the back pocket of women with e-commerce businesses of all different shapes and sizes. So again, I, I learned so much about my target Mm. market, my customer profile. Like I literally know them inside out. Um, And then I decided to um, create a course because I was having the same conversations over and over and over again. And I knew that I could take this, uh, you know, high value, high ticket coaching and put it into a course so more women could afford it because, you know, not everyone can work with a coach. Um, and I wanted to help more women. So make more money basically and simplify that whole marketing process down because marketing can really derail people. Like it's you know, derails their confidence, comparisonitis or whatever, however you pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> um, overthinking, yeah. overworking, doing too much, trying to be all things to all people, spending money in the wrong areas, trusting the wrong people, you know, spending money on the, wrong thing at the wrong time so it can derail your confidence but it can also derail your business so it's super important to get it right and I wanted to help women do that yeah because marketing is kind of like a tap isn't it you turn it off and all of a sudden the business dries up so it's something that you always have to be investing in whether it's time or money but um it's such a shock for new business owners I think like you they sort of from my experience of working with people, they start their business for a particular reason, like to be at home with their kids or they're crafty or they've got this, they've developed this amazing product that fills a need and that's, it's all about that. But then all of a sudden they start the business and it's like, oh, marketing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's full on. And it takes up so much time. Yeah. yeah. Especially for product-based businesses who have so many balls in the air um, yeah. I noticed someone 
comment on one of my Facebook posts the other day saying, I didn't realize I had to be an entertainer mm. as well as a, you know, business owner. And that's kind of the landscape that we're in and it's only going to get more. So I, I you know, marketing is a non-negotiable. Yeah. If you have a problem with it, if you hate it, you either have to overcome that mindset barrier and to, to learn to appreciate it, or you're going to have to spend the money to get someone else to do it for you. Mm. So you're going to, it's an investment either way. You either invest your time and your energy or you invest your money. You yeah. can't have a successful business without building a great brand, investing in that and the assets that come with that mm-hmm. and ongoing marketing. But there is ways that you can make it more simple and less yeah. um, daily grind. And that's what I love to do, help women step out of the, the daily grind mm-hmm. and step into focused CEO mode. Yes. <laughs> sustainability that's what we want isn't mm. it? so yeah I this how you talked about like I'm assuming that you are um referring to entertainment as in social media which has taken a massive turn in the last two years only yes um and let's yes. so let's go back further and think about how e-commerce marketing has evolved from its inception because I mean go back to when I first started my business and I talk about this a lot as a freelance designer, the first thing I did as a marketing exercise was put, like I called the yellow pages, <laughs> I put my business in the yellow pages and I used oh, to get wow. work from that. Like that's how long ago it was. Um, I love that. I know that's I'm so not old e-commerce, school. but that was like service-based. <laughs> but for e-commerce, I mean, not, I mean, for commerce base, like product base, and then all of a sudden everything's coming online. Like it was about that time that people were starting online stores. Not everyone had an online store. And if you had an online store, that was the thing that set you apart, that made you different. And all of a sudden, <laughs> and COVID, blah, 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 everything. Um, so walk yeah. us through, yeah, I don't know, even just say the last 10 or 15 years since e-commerce started to really take off. Um, how has marketing changed in that time? Gosh, so much. Yeah, I mean, going back to when I first started in in the category, I guess you could say, it's when uh, Instagram was super effective. Mm-hmm. Like you'd start your account, post a couple of photos, and people would find you because more people were seeing the content. Um, then the algorithm changed, what, maybe like two, three years ago, and mm-hmm. People were not being able to grow their Instagram account. Then the type of inst- type of content has changed and continues to change and will continue to change. Mm-hmm. So that has been a huge uh, shift in e-commerce marketing. The other biggie is obviously Facebook ads. So yeah. any business, whether you had a great product or not, a great brand or not, let's say 10, 8, seven years ago, you could run Facebook ads and be incredibly successful. Mm. It was like a pokey machine. You know, you put $2 in, you'd get $20 out. Um, and then when, thanks to the iOS changes, um, that is no longer the case. But also even before that happened, because there was more brands spending more money, ads got trickier and more expensive. The way that Facebook ads were even set up changed mm-hmm. so businesses have had to adapt to those biggies COVID has introduced uh 
it's flooded every every category with with more brands. Amazon has, you know, taken a huge chunk out of the international and the US market, like mm-hmm. especially if you're a brand in the US, Amazon is killing small businesses. Um, Kmart has changed, like yeah. Kmart copies small businesses. Um, you have to, like as, as my friend Kate Toon said once when I interviewed her in a podcast, she said, give me a reason why I shouldn't buy it from Kmart. Mm. that's what brands need to think you know mm. if, if you can get it there you've really got to look at your brand your point of difference your quality your process your your values your personality um so the landscape has changed the way we uh interact with our audience has changed our ability to get in front of audiences has changed so yeah what has worked you know, three, four, five years ago is not going to work today. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not saying that you can't find what is going to work. You just need to be focused on your marketing and try things out, get support, get help, um, get direction and stay consistent. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. And that's only the last few years. Like that's insane. I'm just sitting here thinking of all the you know, all the things that I've faced as well. Like if a service based mm-hmm. business, I'm like nodding, going, yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. things that um, coaches, if your coach is not up to date and they're telling you or coaching you through strategies that were working a couple of years ago for them and they had a great result and you try it for your business now, it's not working the same. So no. I think you know, your point of being, you know, being in touch and um, engaging with, someone like yourself who is all over this stuff and can actually help you move forward rather than look backwards <laughs> um, for strategy. Yeah. I think it's like, it's key to success. So looking yes. to the future, I know that mm-hmm. a lot of our ladies are starting to think about next year and they've had some challenges this year and whatever else, starting to think of new strategies to implement. I would love to hear Lisa Burns, Mm-hmm. Top trends for e-commerce marketing in 2023. Oh, you, you're, you're getting me here. I'm probably need to do a <laughs> podcast episode on this. Yeah. So I am all about nailing the basics. Like mm-hmm. I think we're so trained to be on the hunt for the next new thing, like the next TikTok or the next uh, whatever. But so often than not, they, I see businesses that haven't yet nailed the basics. Mm. So there's a collection of um, like non-negotiables or must-haves that that I think you need to focus on first and foremost before you find the next shiny tactic. So for me, I would say in 2023, look at your brand because we're here talking about brand. Yeah. Uh, let's start with that. Yeah. Um, and your brand foundation. So. Your brand is one thing, also your website and also your basic organic marketing, okay, because we know Facebook ads are really difficult right now. Not all products are suited to Google ads. Mm -hmm. Um, Influencers are are a great way to work, Um, but there's, you know, things like email marketing, SEO, website optimization and video nail those basics first and foremost. Um, So instead of looking to a new trend, I would say get in front of those things and you will set yourself up for long-term success. 
with brand, I kind of call it the five V's. So to, cause you know, I'm sure you would know when people think of brand strategy, they, it's easily, easy to become overwhelmed and have no idea where to start. So if you simplify it down to your vision, values, mm-hmm. your vibe, your visuals, and the fifth one that I've added recently, vulnerability, mm. because a good brand is about telling a story that someone, the masses, a real person can connect to. And I think in 2023, if you don't know what you stand for and what you stand against, like your values and your beliefs for your brand, how you're showing up in the world, the change you want to be in the world, and if you aren't communicating that on a human-to-human level, and that's the vulnerability factor, then you are just going to get lost in the sea of sameness. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, whether you're selling candles or cups or skincare, like fashion, everything is pretty much similar, yeah. you know, to, to be brutal. The thing that is going to separate you is how you do it, why you do it, and the community that you're bringing together and the story that you're telling together. So that is my 2023 uh, prediction and, and recommendations. I love it. I love that so much. I love that you didn't like dive into like tip to TikTok or Snapchat or something. Yeah. Because, yeah, because you're right. If like if your foundations aren't set in place and you're doing all of these things, then it's not, and you're sending them somewhere that's not, you know, aligned or it's, you know, the customer journey is messed up, then there's, there's no point yeah. in investing that time in new marketing channels or whatever. So I love exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I could say go and spend every day doing a TikTok, mm. but if the people that you find on TikTok are coming to your website, maybe they're all based in the US and mm-hmm. they're not going to buy from you because you don't ship to the US or you can't afford to ship to the US, then that strategy was a waste of time. Yeah. Um, So, but going back to basics in e-commerce, particularly, if you want to figure out where to invest your time and effort, your brand or those things that I went through, your Mm. website, so making sure it's a wonderful, wonderful website, copy, imagery, and um, strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, pleasure. So what's (laughs) next? What's next for you? Oh, good question. Well. I'm going to be hosting some free marketing masterclasses. Last year I did it. I wasn't going to do it again this year. And then this morning I thought, you know what? I've got some free time. I should probably do that again. (laughs) I love that. Beautiful. Oh, you know, you fill the gaps, even though you shouldn't be filling the gaps. But yeah, I did it last year. They're called um, Stellar Seller Summer Sessions. And they're free masterclasses that e-commerce brands can turn up to and learn something game-changing for their business. And they're all about the basics, nailing the basics. Mm -hmm. And then I've got um, my big baby, my e-com grow strong 12-week course. Mm -hmm. So that's coming back in February in 2023. So yeah, I have to get cracking on on uh, getting that out there and finding some fabulous people to come join me there. Well, head on over to Lisa Burns' website right now and get yourself on the wait list for her mm-hmm. course. I have got clients who have done it and it sounds amazing. <laughs> so Fabulous. I'll have up, to get you to come in and be a guest expert. Oh, I'd love to do that. <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah. be amazing. 
Um, yeah. I have got some fun rapid fire questions just to wrap up. Okay. So just prepare. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just going to ask what your favorite is. I'm going to say a word and it's just the first thing that pops into your mind. Okay. Okay. So what's your favorite app? Oh, geez. Um, 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 <laughs> um, um <laughs> I've got, I, do you know how many apps I use? Okay. Uh, I will say, um, As- Asana. Asana. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. Organized. All right. Favorite yeah. time of day. Morning. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. because it's most productive or? Yes. Most productive, creative and I come five o'clock. I turn into a zombie. Yep. <laughs> I can relate. Um, okay. Favorite exercise. Oh, weights. I like to lift heavy weights. Ooh. I'm strong. <laughs> Didn't expect that one. Okay. Habit. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm going to talk a, a new habit. I've just bought um, some beautiful meditation cushions and a sound bowl. So I'm now into meditating. That sounds lovely. I'm trying anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, this kind of relates to the next question. Favorite way to relax? Oh, oh walking on the beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going down the beach with my family and my doggie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Last one. Your favorite thing about your business? Uh, the women I get to work with. They're, they're just epic, yeah. epic women. Yes. So lovely. Well, Lisa, I just want to say a huge heartfelt thank you so much for, you know, spending this time with me and sharing so much of your wisdom and your journey um, with our listeners. Where can we find you? Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Lisa Byrne Marketing or, yeah, that's where I hang out mostly. Slide into my DMs, talk to me there. Or I also have a podcast called E-Commerce Marketing Society and I'll have to get you on there too. I'd love that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds amazing. So go check out Mm -hmm. Lisa, say hi, especially if you are an e-commerce business. She is amazing. And, you know, especially if you are building a business, you know, to facilitate a lifestyle and not to please the masses or what society believes you should be doing. She's such an advocate for that. And absolutely grateful for your time. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this week's episode of Brand Lover, take a screenshot of wherever you're listening and share your biggest takeaway on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget to tag me. I'd love to give you a shout out and thank you personally. Also feel free to subscribe and leave a review to help the Brand Lover podcast reach more hard-aligned entrepreneurs just like yourself. Thanks again and I'll see you next week.